Good morning, everybody. Gabe, there's a thing with my confessions and stuff up there, and it's got the hashtag, but God on it. If you would pull that up, please, sir. And I hope everybody's having a good day. Good morning. It's time to worship the Lord. Let me hear somebody say, God is good all the time. Put it on silence. Let's do that first, okay? I'm saying that because I was walking in here, mine was beeping. I was like, whoop, I'm glad I didn't do that while I was on the stage. So I just went ahead and put it on Do Not Disturb. But let's go ahead and share the video. If you've got access on Facebook, I've already shared it. So you can go to my Facebook page. We're doing the hashtag today, but God. Because this week I was in prayer and in my journal, I was writing some stuff down and suddenly I just felt the impression of those two words, but God, and in my journal, if you flipped it open, you would see I wrote in big letters, which is uncharacteristic for me in my journal because I'm very precise in what I'm doing when I'm journaling. But in big letters, I wrote, but God, and put a big circle around it because I believe God is about to bust some stuff loose. And there's a lot of things that a lot of people may say, I'm done, I can't go any farther. Or a lot of times the enemy may say, aha, I've got you, or you're done, or you're spent, but God. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody say, it ain't over till it's over. So I'm going to share some scriptures and some thoughts with you on that later today. So welcome those of you that are watching us, with us, you're not watching us, you're with us, excuse me, because you are not an audience, you are an extension of this congregation, so wherever you are, if you're at work or whatever and you've got your AirPods in, you know what, you may not can sing out loud, but hum. If you're at home, sing. If you're in a hospital room, sing real loud. If you're traveling, sing. If you can get up and run around and dance, do that. Throw your hands up in the air just like you would in God's house. Invite his presence into your house. So I want those of you that are on campus today, if you would put your hands together and give a big shout out to our online congregation today. <laughs> Pastor Faye is going to come below the shofar as a call to worship in just a moment, but I... I this morning, I've just been in some prayer a lot, and that's a good thing for the preacher to be in, right? But we got a lot of folks got stuff going on, bugs, stomach viruses and stuff, kids, people with sick kids, and uh, I just want us to pray together. We've got a lot of our faith family that's enduring things, but they are enduring because of the Lord's grace, and he will cause them to be more than conquerors, amen? So let's pray together. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak life. We speak healing, we speak health, and we speak well-being over one another, over ourselves, over our blood family, over our faith family today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we believe today that you are a miracle worker. We believe, God, that you are the one that performs miracles and signs and wonders. Our hope is in you. Our trust is in you. 
as when the psalmist said, where does my help come from? The scripture says, I will look up to the hills. Where does my help come from? Question mark. The answer is this. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. And Lord, our hope and our trust is in you today. We honor you. And as we worship you in this place, God, just like in 2 Chronicles 20, when Jehoshaphat put those singers out front, the Bible says, when they began to sing, that you set up an ambushment against their adversaries. So God, I don't care if it's cancer. I don't care if it's marital problems. I don't care if it's physical issues or financial issues or emotional issues. As we pray today, God, we pray that the victory, the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ would be real to us in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Everybody said, put your hands together and bless the Lord today. him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord this was prophesied of Jesus but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic, holiness, awesome and glorious deeds, doing wonders? Remember the wondrous works that he has done his miracles and the judgments he uttered for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and he is to be feared above all gods there is none like you among gods O Lord nor are there any works like yours all the nations you have made shall come and worship before you O Lord and shall glorify your name for you are great and do wondrous things you alone are God 
Awesome is God from his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. Amen, amen. Come on, we love you. We lift up our hands in this place this morning. We lift Everybody lift your hands up this morning. Say this, say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come on, let's sing this out. I'm coming with a heart of worship. I'm bringing in a brand new song. I'm ready to see the unthinkable. I'm ready for a miracle. Hearts praying for a fresh encounter. Souls looking to the living God. I'm ready for a real revival. Oh, Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit, fall in this place. Fill our hearts. Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy
conseguirá.
with our hands and say that. And Holy
church, he will answer your prayer today. Well, he's the same God today.
Your sovereign, I will put. 
into him, church. 
with wonder afresh this morning, Lord. We're filled with wonder. Together, you are my everything. I will adore you. You are my everything. Everyone sing it together. You are my everything.
says that God is not good because <laughs> God is good all the time and all the time God is good but I just want to I appreciate you church I just I felt like I had to come up here and say that so thank you 
praise again. Trevor, Trevor, I'd like you to come and give an update on the miracle that the Lord has given for baby Israel. God is good. Um, so I was in my office the about two weeks ago, and Becca called me. And uh, we're millennials, so we're not callers, we're texters. So when she calls, it ain't good. And uh, she called me, and I could hear in her voice she was excited. And uh, she just left the cardiologist appointment with Israel. And uh, they went in there, they were checking them out. And uh, they said, well, let's do an echo. We had not done an echo since June. Let's do an echo and uh, see how things are going. And so uh, Dr. Stefflick is looking at the, the pictures on the screen, and He's explaining to Becca what's going on, and then he uh, he gets a little weird, and uh, she said uh, she said he looked confused. I said, okay, <laughs> he uh, he said that uh, they had forgive me, I forgot the term, but basically they had labeled Israel because of his multiple heart defects. They had labeled him like a, a very low level of uh, of um, um, function in his heart, and uh, doctor said, well, you know, the stint the, the shunt they put in. As he gets bigger, his function should decrease, and that's going to let us know when we have to do the second surgery. Uh, he said, but this is unusual because his, he's improving. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, they're, not, they're, not used to, uh, they're not used to improvements in situations like his. And um, he said, but God, because they, they, uh, he said, we can't call his heart normal because we don't use the word normal um, for patients with his kind of heart condition, but his heart function is what we call low normal, um, which, is, which can only be God, can only be God. And uh, we felt convicted right there in that moment because when we were in Charleston and they explained to us the, uh, the litany of conditions and, uh, and, and effects that his heart condition will have and all the surgery we have to have, and um, we started making concessions right there in the hospital. And it was, uh, well, you know, he won't play football or baseball, but we'll teach him how to coach. Well, he can't work certain jobs, but he'll do this. And God convicted us that day in my office, and I had to ask for forgiveness. I said, God, you, we set limits that you haven't set. So forgive us, God, because until God says it, we're not going to put no limits on them. We're not going to say Israel can't because Israel is and Israel can. And so we thank God for what he's doing. Amen. We thank God for what he does and uh, continue to pray for us and lift us up. We go back October 11th next month. Um, to Charleston for a couple of days to do a full work through with his doctors and team and see what's next. Um, but I just believe in God that when we go down there, they're going to be confused in Charleston, just like they were confused in Florence. And we're going to see God do some miraculous things through them. Amen. Look what the Lord has done. But God, but God. I'm, I'm excited to hear that message this morning, aren't you? Because a lot of us have been experiencing some but God. Uh, opportunities in our lives. I'm looking forward to hearing that word from the Lord today. You may be seated in his presence. Um, as you're being seated, um, P Pastor Kim is coming, uh, but I wanted to um, uh, say this. Today is my brother Johnny's birthday, uh, and uh, I've been meaning to say this. We have a lot of new people, and um, I wanted you to know that the the bald-headed man over in the corner that I kiss on the head is my brother. I just wanted you to understand that. He is my brother. <laughs> Don't want any rumors started. Right. Pastor Joyce is kissing men on the head. That's Uncle Johnny Ray. Good morning, Northview Harvest Ministries. It's so good to see all of you here today. It's good to see our faith family here. And uh, Pastor welcomed our online 
congregation earlier, but let's give them another big hand for joining us this morning. Yeah. We want to go ahead and dismiss Children's Church. So if you're in Children's Church, you can be dismissed. We want to say again, welcome for being here. If you're our first time guest today, if this is your first time with us, if you'll look on the back of the bulletin, there's a form that says first time here, and it just tears right off. It's perforated. And if you'll fill that out and take it, when you go out these doors to the right, we have a welcome center. We will have a care ministry team there to welcome you. And if you'll give them that form, you get a gift bag in return. Good deal, huh? And we've got some good things in there, some gifts in there, some things about the ministry. If you need prayer, they will pray with you. So we ask that you take advantage of that. So tonight we have our Kingdom Connection service at 6 o'clock. And we're so excited. We're going to be partnering with New Hope Baptist Church and Lighthouse Nation Church. So we're excited about that. So we invite you to come at 6. We're going to have a praise team combined of the three churches and we're going to have a great time. I think the youth group, the youth are meeting before that. So we've got lots of good things going on, and we hope that you will join us at 6 o'clock tonight. So we ask that you come back. We're going to have a tag team of the three pastors. So Pastor Michael, Pastor Tim, and Pastor Lee are going to be preaching, so we're excited about that. So we ask that you come back and join us for that service tonight. Come on, big showing for Northview tonight. Now, this is our house, so we need to show up, right? So we need to show up, right? right. It starts at 6. Well, Holy Spirit might break out. It might go a long time. But uh, you come anyway. Okay, look, when we were growing up, you can ask Michelle, we didn't get to choose how late we stayed at church. We went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We had revival. It could last two or three weeks. And we were at church every night. We went to school tired. I'm just saying, y'all, we went to school tired. We might fall asleep at church. But we went to school the next morning. So I'm just saying, throwing it out there for you guys. Bring your kids to church. You'll appreciate that you did when they get older. Amen? So now it's time to give. So we're going to, yes, y'all excited about giving this morning. That's wonderful. If you need a tithing envelope, our ushers are coming forward now. If you'll raise your hand, we will get you an envelope. I want to say, as I always do, that we thank you so much for giving online. If you would like to give online, the ways to give are up on the um, screens up there. I can't think of the word. They're up on the screens. And so um, you may give online. I think most of our congregation gives online. So we thank you for however you choose to give. However you choose to obey the Lord, we thank you for doing that. So we're going to ask you to stand as the ushers come forward. If you're going to give this morning, we ask that you prepare yourself to give. Remember that our Go Rally offering, you have till November 30th. We thought it was the 15th. They told us last week it was the 30th. Thank you for those of you that came to the Go Rally. We have till the 30th for you to give your day's wage to the Global Outreach Offering. So you have time to give to that. Our goal this year is $25,000. I think um, it was almost 19 what we gave in the offering Sunday night. So you have till the 30th of November. So we encourage you to give. Give to those missionaries. You may not be able to go, but we can send them. Amen? So come and give it this time.
killed. Guess what? Dexter told me the other night on the phone. He said, Did you get my, my text I sent you? I said, no. I was I said, hold on, let me put it up. I pulled the phone up. I didn't get a text from Dexter. Anybody ever had that happen? Somebody's like, Did you get the text I sent you? And you go back and look, you didn't get it. So Dexter, when I got up at six o'clock this morning and I pulled my phone up, guess what came through at 235 this morning? I looked down, I opened my phone up and I saw I had two messages and it's Dexter Tilton's name there. And I'm like, why is Dexter messaging me at 2.30 in the morning? And so I pulled it up and guess what? It was your messages. Brother, you need to pay your phone bill and get that message to me quicker. But in that text, one of the things he had sent me two texts, but one of them, Guess what he said? You want to shout it out, Dexter? And tell him what you said about got something in the mail. A check in the mail. A check in the mail. <laughs> Seems like I've heard something about that before. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. of his mama in him. He loves instruments. He loves guitar. Uh, in fact, his mother's a minister of music at a church in Philadelphia. And 
he wanted to play with her electric guitar at the church. She was there practicing and had Levi with her. And he started crying. So she sat him down and I think put the guitar in his lap. He kept crying. Hard crying, she said. He wouldn't kick and scream and pitch in the fan. But she said he was crying like his little heart was broken. So you know what she had to do? She had to take the shoulder strap and put it over his shoulder, James Earl, and let him sit there like he was holding the guitar. And then he's, he's sniffling, but he quit crying. So guess what Mimi and Papa got him for his birthday? We got him a little ukulele with a shoulder strap and everything. And so Kendall sent us a couple of videos last night. Yeah, I told y'all I'm rapped, so... playing and just strumming on that little ukulele. If I'm a natural flesh and blood imperfect man and I can love a baby that much how much more can your perfect father in heaven love you? Romans chapter 8 says this that he who freely gave you his own son shall he not also freely give you all things just pat yourself on the chest and say self he loves me now, I don't care what kind of little voices whispering in your ear saying you know what you did you know what you've done you know who you are because I'm going to tell you what God knew about that before you ever did it and he still loved you enough to do something about that yeah give him some praise give him some love let's bless this offering today Father God we do acknowledge that you are our provider you're Jehovah Jireh you are El Shaddai to us. You are the multi-breasted one, the all-sufficient one. You're the God of a multitudinous venue of provisions that you can flow into our lives through. Bless these folks. Bless their giving. As my wife said, a lot of folks give online. God, we acknowledge those. Uh, all week long, people are blessing this ministry through online giving. And God, we may not have it right here in a basket to pray over it today, but I promise you this, folks. God keeps perfect records. He knows the number of hair on your head. He can give you right now the exact number of grains of sand on this entire planet. And he sure knows how to keep account of how you've been faithful in honoring him and blessing him. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We love you today, Lord God. We are grateful for you. And we are grateful to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You can be seated. You know what we had done? Let's do the faith statement. We are... So strong, we're 
Come on, if you believe it, if you believe he's called you to be more than a conqueror, would you give him some love in this place today? Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, tell him you love them, and you're glad to be sitting this close to somebody as nice as they are. Now, as has been mentioned today already, six o'clock this evening, right here, same bat time, same bat channel. That's for you old school Batman people, okay? Six o'clock, what are we going to be doing in here? We're having Kingdom Connection joint service with our church, Lighthouse Nation Church, and New Hope Baptist Church. And, uh, Where's James Earl? Is he going out? To, is he going out for a second? I know he just went off stage, probably back, making his way around. Uh, but I was told, Miss Courtney, y'all are meeting at five o'clock. Some the youth from all three churches are going to meet out here. Oh, y'all ain't scared of rain. Rain's just fun. Okay, so if it's raining, y'all going to meet in the fellowship off night. Y'all going to meet outside like under the shade trees. So all the youth groups are getting together too at 5 o'clock before the service. How cool is that? And I love the fact we've got this collaborative effort with the music that mom, Pastor Joyce, has, has given some oversight to. And we appreciate that. Y'all show her some love today. And I heard Miss Wanda's put that together, and, and I think that uh, it's going to be an exciting thing to be a part of. And we're, we've broken, we've got a text, we've got, a, we've got what I felt like the Lord laid on our hearts. And I'm taking the plane off, and Pastor Michael Malpass is going to take it a few circles, and Pastor Lee Jackson is going to bring it in for a landing. It's going to be fun, y'all. How many of y'all know God didn't call us to be a boring church? Right? Man, this is good stuff. All right. In your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Genesis. I'm going to be brief. It's almost quarter till 12, and we're going to hurry up. I'm going to give you the word the Lord has given to me, and we're going to dismiss because I think our praise team has to be back here at 5 2 to, uh, to be doing some warm up as they work together with this collaborative effort. And what time are the rest of y'all coming back? No, y'all not coming back 6 o'clock. You come back 6 o'clock, we're not letting you in the door. You're going to be here about 5.45 at the latest, okay? So we can come here. 5.30 is a good time. Jeannie, Jeannie, I want you to sit out there and take names of people that come in at 5.45, okay? In fact, won't you just, everybody that comes in at 5.30, just pay them $20, okay? Anybody feeling motivated yet? It's coming out of Charles's allowance, so y'all come on have fun. <laughs> We're going to have a good time, y'all. We're going to have a good time. Let me explain a couple of things in the Bible. In the Bible. How many of y'all love the Bible? And let me tell you about the scripture, folks. You will never tap out. You will never, you'll never get everything that can be gotten in the scripture. All right? For example, let me ask you a question. Just uh, wave your hand at me or something. How many of you have ever read a text, read something in the Bible, story or a verse, and you read it, and then later you read it again, and you read it again, and you might have read it a hundred times. 
and suddenly on the 101th time, maybe it's a story you've heard from somebody preach on, teach on, vacation Bible school, Sunday school, but it's something that you could go through a dozen times or more, but all of a sudden it's like you're sat down this one time and it's like, it's like God takes this big laser light from heaven and shines it over your shoulder and all of a sudden you see something in that verse or something, here's what I'm gonna say, you ready? This is the way I call it. It makes your baby jump. All right, in the natural, men can't be pregnant, but in the spirit, you can, you, can be, you can be impregnated with something from God. And what I'm saying when I say it makes your baby jump, when, when Elizabeth came into the presence of Mary or Mary came into the presence of Elizabeth, Mary had gotten word that, she's, that the Holy Spirit's gonna overshadow her. She's gonna have a baby through this virgin womb. And she goes to see Elizabeth who was pregnant a few months earlier with John the Baptist. The baby is inside her womb. And the Bible says when Mary walks in the room that the baby inside of, Elizabeth, inside of Elizabeth's womb jumped. Well, I got four people that's experienced something like that before. Tim, you just gave a deep, deep, deep breath. I mean, look, folks, you know when you come into the presence of God or God folds back the windows of heaven or somehow God gives you something or it can be a word, it can be, it's a trigger in the spirit. See, folks, there are triggers in the natural. If you've had, if you've had PTSD or suffered from that or if you were traumatized as a child or you've been heartbroken, maybe a, a bad marriage, you were abused physically, sexually, emotionally, one or all of the above, there can be triggers. Things can be said or an action taken that the person doing it may not have any idea what they're doing and they don't mean it in a negative way, but it's a trigger that sparks something inside of your psyche that makes you have flashbacks of something that was. And folks, there are times as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. So there are times that God's gonna bring you into an encounter with him and the Holy Spirit's gonna trigger something that's gonna cause that response by the Spirit of God. Not in a negative way as those negative triggers I just talked about, but if it's coming from the Spirit of God, it's gonna be in a, in a positive way. Even if it's convicting us. I ain't getting no help on that. Y'all gonna get quiet on that part, right? Because we like the God that blesses, 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 blesses. But Romans chapter two, it's in your Bible. Read it later. Romans chapter two. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. How does God lead you to repentance? Except letting you know you're wrong. Are we together here? I'm, I want to give you something before I launch into this but God. Let me, let me disperse a misconception here first. All right, one misconception is this. In millennials, I'm one too. Where you at, Trevor? I'm a millennial too. I, I text you all day long, all right? Rarely will I call. One reason is because I get on the phone with somebody that we can, make, we can have this conversation and in 20 seconds, we've been talking about what I needed to talk about. 20 minutes later, they're still talking. I didn't call about all that. And I love people. I love, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a people person. That's why you see me most of the time if I'm walking around in the office or whatever, I've got AirPods in my ear. 
because I ain't holding the phone up for 20 minutes, all right? I lost half of y'all on that one. <laughs> Let me hear the millennials say, thank you, Lord, for Pastor Tim texting. But a misconception that we have is lots of times, the millennials especially, they think God is bad. Now I'm talking about Old Testament. Somehow the enemy has fed them a lie that somewhere between the Old Testament and the New Testament, God got on medication. I'm serious, y'all. That in the Old Testament, God was mean, he's bad, he's making fire fall down from heaven, he's making the earth open up and swallow people alive. It's like in the Old Testament, God's just this mean old grumpy curmudgeon who has a lightning bolt just daring somebody to move wrong. Breathe, I dare you, breathe, I'll hit you up. Can I tell you something, folks? That's not God. That's not God. He did those things, yes, but only after he was provoked to do so. God didn't take, God didn't take a, 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 let me say this nicely. I don't want anybody to be offended. God didn't take going bipolar medication after Malachi and going into Matthew and finally when Matthew, when Jesus comes along, the medication is kicked in. Let me tell you something, listen. John chapter two. Are we together here? I've been going seven minutes. I got to hurry up. I'm trying to lay a foundation here. Ready? John chapter two. This is John chapter two. When Jesus went down into Cana, there was a wedding and uh, he turned the water into wine. Everybody go, oh, come on, give me spirit fingers and everything. Oh. In John chapter two, when Jesus went down to a wedding and they ran out of wine and this couple is about to have this bad mark on their marriage coming out of the gate and Mary, Jesus' mama, comes and asks him or tells him to do something. She wasn't asking him, she was telling him. And Jesus turns the water into wine. Everybody loves that Jesus, right? Do it again, spirit fingers. Oh. Some of y'all gotta go home and practice. But you know what? There's more to John chapter two because in that same chapter, he goes down to Jerusalem, he goes into the temple and he sees them you know, selling stuff in there and they're, they're money changing and they're doing all this stuff and Jesus goes in there and he gets some rope and he makes a quarter and he puts it together, makes it into whips and he goes in there and he's turning over the money changers tables and he's whipping people, he's cutting the animals loose. Can you imagine probably three or four, 5,000 animals running and Jesus is hitting them too and it's chaos, everybody's screaming, everybody's hollering, and everybody's sitting back wide-eyed looking at that Jesus, but that's the same Jesus that just at the beginning of the chapter was nice. Let me ask you a question. Let me, I'm just trying to disperse something here so we can get to the but God thing. How many of you are nice? I need some of y'all to come up to this altar. Either y'all paralyzed or y'all mean as a snake. What a, all right, let me ask that again. How many of y'all are nice? How many of y'all don't know about yourself? <laughs> okay, all you nice people, wave at me one more time. Nice people, how many have you ever been mad? You same nice people, right? Okay, how many have you ever been angry? All right, you nice people. How many have ever said nice stuff to people? Okay, you nice people that got mad before. How many of you said stuff that wasn't nice? 
Alright, so you know, oh, well, you know what? That doesn't mean you're bipolar. It means there's a whole lot of different facets to your personality. Well, let me go ahead and tell you something. In the book of Genesis 1, 26, 27, God said, let us make man and let us make him in our image. God just didn't make you with fingers and nose and eyes and ears like him. He gave you aspects of your personality that's like his. So guess what? In the book of Psalms chapter two, around verse four or so, it says, he that sits in the heavens laughs. So God laughs. So if you think God's just stuffy and mean and mad and walking around grumbling all the time, you don't know him. He sits in the heavens and laughs. In fact, the first few verses of that same Psalm chapter two, he talks about the kings of the earth and he's not just talking about, I don't think about a, a physical flesh and blood king, I think he's talking about demon powers on the earth and they're, they're getting together and they're having a plan and a planning session, Pastor Faye, and they're trying to say, how can we overthrow God? Overthrow God? How can we get rid of his chains that are binding us? And God's sitting there, they're trying to be all secretive and God's like watching them. And he starts laughing. But you know what? That very next verse, he gets mad at those same people or those same devils. So no, God's not bipolar and he's not mean. He is an individual. He's God. He's holy. So much more than we could ever imagine. But I need you to understand, look, God is happy, he's loving. See, some people think that, let me go, let me do this. There is a philosophy going out now that a lot of the younger generation are buying into. Are you ready? All right, I got five minutes. Are you ready? I'm gonna give you this real quick. They think that God, the devil, is promoting this type of theology that they have been taught that God of the Old Testament is mean, bad, he hates people. He's just waiting to wipe out the earth like he did in the flood. And he was about to just wipe out the entire human race. And when he, when he did whatever he was gonna do to kill all the people, Jesus jumped in in metrics mode and said, no, And he dove out between God the Father and sinful people and where God meant to kill sinners, he accidentally killed his son. Let me tell you about the plan. Jesus dying on the cross was not an accident, y'all. He did it on purpose. Come on, somebody. Jesus died on the and, and listen, he was smitten of God, but God didn't... God didn't kill Jesus. You know why? Because Romans chapter three, chapter eight, verses three and four said that Jesus came in the likeness of sinful flesh so that in that likeness of flesh, Jesus, listen now, listen. God the Father did not condemn his son. In Jesus, God condemned sin. One translation puts it this way. God dethroned sin. Okay, let me give it to you this way. All right, listen. If you were taking notes, get this. One of the greatest truths about God is that he is, by nature, a savior. One of the greatest truths about God is that he is, by nature, a savior. 
That's why 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18, 19, and 20 can tell us, folks, without a shadow of a doubt, that before there was ever a planet Earth, before there was ever a man, before there was ever any sin, God already knew it was gonna happen, and Jesus already volunteered to come. Oh my God, hello somebody. So the next time somebody tries to tell you, well, if God loved man so much, why did he let him sin and kick him out in the garden? That same God that, that, that let him sin, called, it's called free will, because you know what, if you really love somebody, you're gonna let them make the choices even if it's wrong, I ain't getting no help. Let me talk to this side over here. So you know what, here's the deal, y'all. Here's the deal, y'all ready for this? That same God that yes, kicked Adam out of the Garden of Eden is the same God that first met up with him in chapter three, verse 15. And he said to the serpent, he said to the devil, he said between your seed, devil, and between the woman's seed, he was talking, mm. let me give you the Tim Hodge version of this. He said, I'm gonna send somebody. Between your seed and the woman's seed, I'm gonna put enmity. There's gonna be a war and you're gonna, you're gonna bruise his heel but he's gonna crush your head. Let me tell you, let me go ahead and cut to the chase and tell you what he was talking about. God the Father in Genesis 3.15 was talking about a few thousand years later, he said, I'm gonna send Jesus Christ, my son, through a virgin womb, and he's gonna be nailed to a cross, he's gonna be beaten, he's gonna be stripped, he's gonna be bloody, he's gonna look like hamburger meat, and what looks like is, a, is the epitome of an epic failure. I'm telling you what's gonna happen three days after that, it's gonna be an epic victory, hallelujah, because he who gives himself will rise again. Did I tell y'all to turn to Genesis? Did I? Oh, let me turn there right quick. Okay, so with all that said, all that said, here's the thing, all right? Remember I was talking about the laser light? You ever read something before? I told you the other day that when I sensed the Holy Spirit speak to me about but God, you know where I saw that? On social media. I saw somebody had a t-shirt on that said but God. And when I saw that, it made my baby jump. Hold on, y'all. You can say, oh my God, pastor got a sermon from social media. No, I got inspired by something somebody had because let me tell you something. When you learn, when you learn, when you walk with God and you can and you get close enough to God and you can, and I hope everybody will, once you sense the Holy Spirit give you that nudge, you know it's, it's the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you know what I did? I flipped open my Bible software and I started looking up every, every verse in the Bible that's had but God in it. In fact, in the New King James Version, it has 49 times you will find the phrase, but God. And I'm going to preach every single one of them right now. I'm just playing. I'm going to give you two of them. Genesis chapter 45. Are you there? I still need to get there. Is that still at the first book of the Bible? If I get to the table of contents, I went too far, right? Genesis 45. Anybody else there? Okay, if you've got a chapter hidden in your Bible, it may read something like this. Joseph revealed to his brothers. All right, quick background, very quickly. Joseph, his brothers sold him into slavery. 
Everybody say, eh, that's bad. That's bad, man. How would you feel if your family sold you into slavery? So Joseph has gone into slavery. Listen, y'all, and he's sold into slavery. He goes down to Egypt in this slave caravan. This guy named Potiphar eventually buys him. Joseph works his way up the ladder in Potiphar's family, business, whatever, and he becomes so, so successful that Potter puts him over everything except Mrs. Potiphar. And Mrs. Potiphar wanted her over him too. To the point she started making moves on him. And at one point she catches him in the house, just him and her, and she grabs him by his clothes and she attempts to, to seduce him and because Joseph's character, integrity, and righteousness were so intact, the brother snatches away and takes off running and in the process tears his robe off and he's running down the road in his fruit of the looms. So people are seeing him coming out of the house and there's Mrs. Potiphar standing there holding his clothes. She can't acknowledge, okay, it's my fault, so guess what she does? She hollers rape. Joseph gets thrown into prison, but even in the process of time, because God's hand is upon him, the warden puts him over the prison. And eventually he's introduced to Pharaoh, who is the most powerful man on the planet, because Pharaoh had a dream. God gave Joseph the interpretation that they were going to be, what, three and a half years? Was it three and a half years of bad? Or good, excuse me, they could stockpile, they could store grain, then they're coming three and a half years of famine. And when the famine hit, guess what? The same brothers who sold Joseph into slavery, they're getting bit on the hindquarters by this famine. But they hear down in Egypt, there was a guy, now they're not calling him Joseph, they're calling him by an Egyptian name. He's got, y'all know this Egyptian wore all that stuff, hair, wigs, makeup, all that stuff. So Joseph's no, look, no longer looking like Joseph, their brother. Now he's a grown man. He's wearing all this Egyptian garb and makeup and stuff. So guess what? They come down to Egypt because they're like, uh, we need help. We need some food. And Joseph goes along with this thing, but eventually he reveals himself. Let me just share this with you right quick. Then Joseph could not restrain himself. I'm reading verse one. Could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, make everyone get out for me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud. Listen now, he at this point, remember I said, remember I said Pharaoh is the most powerful man on the planet? Joseph is now the second most powerful man. How do you go, how do you go from being sold into a slave caravan as a teenage boy to in a matter of years as an adult man, you've been a slave, you've been a prisoner, and now you're the second most powerful man in the world. Ain't nobody heard that question I just asked. I'm gonna ask it again. Who wants me to rewind it? I'll rewind it anyway. Some of y'all need to be careful how you type that on Facebook. It sounds like I'm saying bad words. Y'all quit laughing. I have a reputation to uphold. 
do you go from being a teenage boy sold into slavery? They tell you your daddy, tell your daddy you're dead. Nobody knows where you're going. You're sold into slavery, and over a matter of years, you come to a certain level of success, but you're still a slave. And then you're falsely accused, and you're thrown into prison. Then you become the most powerful man in the prison legitimately in, a, in an act of righteousness because God's hand is upon you and then you're introduced to Pharaoh and he makes you his right hand man. How do you do that? Somebody shout it out again. But God. but God, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm about to land this plane, are you ready? Let me ask you a question. Is he not the same yesterday, today, and forever? Then I'm gonna tell you all of those, what I say, sick 49 times, 49 times you find that phrase, but God, you find the phrase where God is in, invading a situation that is bad, a situation where there is no hope, and all of a sudden, when it looks like all is said and done, and there's no way out, boom, but God. You know why? Because when the sand, when the sand is out of your hourglass, God's not working on your time frame. Oh my, I feel like I might need to run in this place because I know my God is a miracle working God. And I don't care what your boss says, your supervisor says, your business owner says, your wife says, your husband says, the doctor says, the lawyer says, I need to know what God says. And I don't care who looks at you and says I'm through. I need to know if God's gonna step in and somewhere down the line you're gonna be able to write in your journal, but God, my God, oh, I wish I could get somebody for just a minute. Trevor, when, when I got word that you and Beck were heading down to Florence, that, that y'all, that they said, baby, Israel is going to have to have emergency open heart surgery that day. Is that not what they said? That day, airlifted. I can't imagine, y'all. My heart was broken. I can't imagine a mama and a daddy of a newborn baby standing there at a window and watching that helicopter load your newborn baby up and flying down to Charleston and them telling you somewhere before the sun sets that day, they're gonna have to cut your baby open and work on its heart. And they're not giving you much hope. But let me tell you something, but God, I wish somebody would help me give the Lord some praise, but God, hallelujah. And they got down there and the daughter says, yeah, it's bad, but it's not so bad, we gotta do something today. Oh my God, my God, my God. How do you explain that? Baby's heart flipped upside down, not on the right side of the chest, but on the incorrect side of the chest. And the veins and the arteries are all monked up. But let me tell you something. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever if you called me at that next in-depth thing and the doctor said, we don't understand. Yeah, we moved his heart around, but there are veins and arteries today where they weren't five months ago. But God, but God, but God. And Rebecca, on those Sunday nights when we come in here and we pray for the prodigals and we pray, God speak to the north. God speak to the south. God speak to the east. God speak to the west. Call our sons and our daughters from far.
been in a wreck, the truck's been flipped, and they had to airlift him out. You don't even know if he's going to live or die. And then they called me later that night. We're being discharged from the hospital. Y'all better help me out in here. But God. Genesis 45 verse 4 and Joseph said to his brothers please come near to me so they came near then he said they still don't know him he said I am Joseph your brother whom you sold into Egypt people y'all talk about oxygen leaving a room <laughs> I ain't getting no help up in here. Are y'all hear what I just said? There's what, 10 of them, right? 10 brothers there. I don't know if Benjamin was there at this point. I can't remember. Uh, but he's talking to the ones that sold him. There were 12 of them, right? 12 sons. Yeah, y'all working with me. I'm doing the math. So he says, I'm Joseph, your brother who you sold. Don't you know there's somebody about passed out? Could you imagine? Could you imagine how wide their eyes got? Don't you know some, they, some of them smiled, but on the inside they're thinking, he gonna kill us? <laughs> we sold him into slavery. Now he's the second most powerful man on the planet. He gonna kill us? <laughs> we did. Hey, bro, let's pray. My God. Verse 5. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. See, y'all made a decision, but there was a big plan at work. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 to me one of the greatest but God verses in the Bible says this but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us why did I use Joseph to piggyback into this? Listen, I'm going to wrap this thing up right now. Listen to me. Joseph told his brothers, you sold me, but it wasn't your plan. God had to get me down here. And he tells them later, after his daddy dies, he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Listen, I need you to say this to me. Say, self... God's working on a plan that's bigger than me. Romans 8, 28, listen. And we know 
that all things, listen now, you see, do you hear that? And we know that all things, are you ready? Everybody say that all things. All things. Now hold on, listen just a second. Work together for good. who are called to those who love God, excuse me, and are the called according to his purpose. See, he's not working it together, Pastor Faith, for my good. It, it, that's, just part, that's just a friend's benefit. What I'm saying is God's just not stopping the whole world to take care of Tim. That's, that's part of the problem I have with this, this fleshly, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me stuff going on in America right now. That Kool-Aid gospel. Will God bless you? Yes. Does God want you to be blessed? Yes. But he's not blessing me for my sake. He's blessing me because he's working something bigger than me. And that's what Joseph is saying. You guys sold me into slavery, but God sent me here to get me in position to save you. Hold up, listen now. To save you, your wives and your children because God made a promise to our great-grandfather that he would send the earth blesser. So God had to get me here to keep the promise of the earth blesser alive. And if it is God's nature to be a savior, then what is God working in your life to get the earth blesser in front of people's lives? But God. But God. Somebody shout, but God. But God. Say it one more time. But God. So now, one, one translation says this in Genesis 45, verse 8. So now it was not you who sent me here but God. Would you stand to your feet with me? Hallelujah. But God demonstrates his love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I wonder, I wonder if today anybody, anybody, remember I told you that laser light kind of thing? That's called a rhema word. Everybody say rhema. It's a, it's a Greek word. It's R-H-E-M-A. It's the same word used in the book of Romans chapter 10. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what that literally would say in the Greek text, it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. It's like the word that comes alive and jumps off the page. It's the thing, it's a word, it's a message, it's something that makes your baby jump. I wonder if anybody's baby has jumped today. I'm going to end this like I started it out. This misconception that God's mean, he's grumpy, he's mad. Pastor Bill Johnson said, yeah, God's mad. He's just not mad at me. How many of y'all are in Christ? He's not mad at you. He loves you. 
he still hates sin. Brother Derek Dexter brought a great teaching to our men's class the other night that uh, God loves sinners. He does. He loves people. He doesn't love sin. He's directly opposed to that. How many of you have ever had God do a but God moment in your life or somebody you love? No doubt about it. God is, you know God intervened. If God hadn't intervened, you'd been out. I was looking over there when I asked that question. How many of y'all over here know God's intervened in some stuff? How many of you got some stuff today you need God to do some but God stuff in?
some of you are singing that by faith today because maybe on the inside you feel like things are churning and some things may feel like they're falling apart. But even if you're right there in that place, how many of you can honestly say today, Pastor Tim, that's me, but I'm waiting for my but God moment. I'm waiting for God. Come on, you know what he says? He says, I can open doors that no man can close. I can close doors that no man can open. See, folks, sometimes God's gonna come in like a SWAT team. He's gonna kick some doors open, Jim. He's gonna kick some doors open. He's not, sometimes he stands at the door and knock, but when the devil's on the other side, he, he's just gonna breach. Breaching! He's just kicking open right in his face. And I'm here to tell you, there's some folk in here today that God's getting ready to kick some stuff open. And the devil's on the other side doing his best to try to get his shoulder in the door, trying to hold it shut. But if God wants that thing open, I'm gonna tell you every demon in hell can camp out on the other side. But when God says now, I'm gonna tell you the but God situation comes in and the door will be open. This morning when I was driving, I heard the Lord say, I will make a way where there is no way. I will make a way where there is no way. And I just felt the Lord give that to me. To me, it's confirmation to say that, that he's going to bust the door open. He'll breach. He'll breach. He'll breach. Go, oh, come on, somebody. He, gonna kick, he can get any door open. He will open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. All right, let's go home, get some lunch. Let's get a quick nap, be back here at church tonight, and let's have some good time with the Lord. Let me bless you today. We got, we got some more testimonies coming up, y'all, in the very near future. God's working some miracles. I'm seeing them. I'm receiving the testimonies. Sometimes that's the beautiful thing as a pastor. Sometimes there's some stuff to share with you that you have to pray about in confidence and you can't share because it's bad. And sometimes there's some stuff that you, you're told and you're just waiting for God to get to the right timing to make it public because it's a good thing. Hallelujah. So right now I declare to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I declare the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you. <laughs> the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you.